you doing? How you doing? It's pretty late here. It's not the morning. 11, 10, 38. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. This time around, we're recording it pretty, pretty early. Pretty early if you're in Australia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's morning somewhere. Right. But... All right. Well, we wanted to bring you an episode because it's just yes. so fun. You know, we'd love to do it. We're having fun. Now we're taking longer to set up because now we have cameras and... Yeah, we're trying to be dynamic with our setup. At least experimenting. And See how that goes. Anyway, so what did we want to talk about today? We had a couple of ideas we were going through, right? Yeah, I have a couple of ideas I want to run through. First thing, though, um, I want to talk about uh, your experience as a guitar player. My experience as a guitar player, that's a really open-ended question. Yeah, yeah. It's been a very pleasant experience, and I expect it to continue to be, but it's also a matter of perception, to be yes, honest. Yes, yes. So, and what I mean by that is um, throughout the years playing with different people and stuff, you played with different styles, right? And I would want to ask you, which style would you say you gravitate more towards? I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of like classic rock, 60s, 70s, so it's always going to be like blues-based stuff, like blues rock. Yes. And then that's how I got really into jazz and from there. So all those influences are like my favorite that I can listen to all the time. But I, I like a lot of different stuff. All right, that's cool. The reason why I bring it up is because I want to get your opinion on a piece of music or a a guitar solo can i give a quick story first yeah go ahead go ahead so i was walking back from paying my water bill today and um there's this i'm 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 walking in front of the dollar tree and there's this um old haitian guy just smoking a cigarette and i see uh some drumsticks in his back some big first i'm like hey you're a drummer like no 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 and then when he turns around he, he, he has a recorder in his hand what wait okay (laughs) but you saw like vic firth yeah, so he's a drummer. Like, you know, you know, I'm, I play this, this, and that, but I'm more... Okay. Oh, okay. All like, right. you know, it was kind of hard to understand him, but we spoke the language of music. And so he he, he gave me the, the drumstick. He's like, okay, do this. So I just started beating on the wall there at the Dollar Tree. And he takes out the, the recorder and he starts killing it. Ah. A recorder? Damn. On a recorder, dude. Yeah. He was killing it. And he's like, oh, music... Is from is from nature the the original sound the bird. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it was cool. It was a lot of fun. We were just jamming. That's cool. Yeah, but anyway. I mean, that's an interesting little tale of Miami. So you asked me like, what is my experience as a guitarist? I would say oh, yeah. my experience as a musician. I was I'm able to enjoy experiences like that. Like, uh. I don't know this guy. Um, I understood fifty percent of what he was saying. But we still vibed on a level and we were just like, we're there. So Yeah, yeah. There was like a music companionship there, you know, just a universal language, really. Absolutely. And it's usually chill, pretty chill. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's which is great, you know. So what you got for me? What does it lead, lead into? So, all right. What I want to lead into is that I want to get your opinion on this solo. Um, oh. I was just chilling. I heard this solo from this group because um, from um, it, they're the Doobie Brothers. And I was just kind of chilling through uh, 70s, like uh, those like playlists on YouTube, which is like hours, because when I work, I listen to music and I just listen to 70s music. So you're saying you're a 50 year old boomer who just puts on playlists on YouTube? Pretty much. Pretty much. That's all I do. I could dig it. But I heard this solo and I didn't know how to like make it out, really, because I'm more of a percussionist drummer. 
I'm not really into the melodies. I mean, I like melodies, of course, but it's like I can't, I can't like um, articulate it on a level of like percussion, right? Okay. So I want to get your feel on this because I heard this and I was like, whoa, you know. But it might be like, to me, it might be, it might be complex, but to you, that might be, oh, that's pretty simple. But whatever. Um, so it's the Doobie Brothers taking it to the street live, 1977. So the beginning of Michael McDonald. All right, here we go. That's about the solo right there, but what do you think about that? Because I have my own imper- interpretations of it, but I would like to hear what you have to say first. I mean... Oh, and before I forget, the uh, guitar player is uh, Jeff Baxter, or The Skunk. The Skunk. As he's also known by. <laughs> I mean, I, I I definitely enjoyed it, Yeah, but I, um, it felt a little... Um... What's the word? Um, like you could feel the different sections, the different licks he was doing. Yeah. Like I, I thought it was very articulate. Like like he 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 was definitely doing it, playing it very well. Yes. But he wasn't so much telling a story in a way. I liked. Um, and then when it went, when he was doing, I think it was, it was like what well, we, we have one your finger one here, and then you skip a string, and you have another finger. Do ding do ding do ding. Yeah. And he's doing like little um, emphasis. No, it's 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 instead of a chord, it's just two notes. It's oh, okay. it's like um, a harmony. I, I can't remember what it's called. It's it sounded really good. It's 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 a blues thing that, that's actually I'm um, done a lot. All but right, it's not, it sounded good, but I then again I can't. I have to compare it. Like I have no context. Like maybe he was following how the song goes, and then it makes a lot of sense what he was playing. But to me, he just felt like he was just playing some licks he knew. It sounded great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my interpretation, well, I heard the whole song, you know, I only brought this up because I heard this and I was like, oh, this pretty cool piece of music right here. But I would say, um, the whole song, the, the context that you want, um, I would imagine it would build up to like your, you know, thought on that solo. But what I heard, um, I feel like it's almost a gospel esque, you know, Hmm. when he does like the high points anyways, because I get that imagery, I get that that feel of okay. like of like i don't know like um like a gospel setting was this like mid to late 80s 70s no no this is oh well yes yeah, 1977 yeah yeah so and another thing i wanted to add it about is that um i really like how they're he, he kind of like it's very loose but it's like very open i guess it, it's not very busy it's not a busy solo which yeah. i would imagine at the time with like uh, all these like up and coming guitar soloists and stuff like that, like you know, like a uh, Zeppelin going around with Jimmy Page, uh, seventy seven. Jimmy Hendrix still around, right? Hendrix died in sixty nine. Yeah, sixty nine. Never mind. Um, but again, still stemming from that whole like it era. Sounded a little more metal to me. Early metal, like he's, early metal, he influenced by like 
like those like later band early bands later oh yeah but um could you play it again yeah i'll play it again it's 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 really hard to hear what what he was playing because i mean it, it wasn't mixed very um very high in it wasn't very high in the mix yeah and there was just a lot of distortion where you can't really um hear the individual notes all right i think i found it let me uh start it up Like that intro was very like this part yeah. is where I get the gospel feeling. Yeah, because it's that release I feel. Because I feel like a lot of it is kind of like edging on that like crescendo essentially. Very true. And then he's like releasing it right there. And you know Michael McDonald. I don't know if you heard his voice, but it's kind of like very gospel-esque in my opinion you know he has like a very he has kind of like a deep voice and a very unique one you know but he's always like the solo singer you know but like um again that's what i get you know that's what i feel anyways i just hear us i hear the blues definitely because he's doing like the is he doing some bends in there like some bending or yeah, not he, really he, he was doing a lot of like fast hammer off and pull-ons but then he would he went like that was like a, yeah. a, a, a small little bend not too heavy of a bend but not too to, heavy yeah a, enough to get that note in oh it sounded cool i liked it yeah i like it too and i thought you would appreciate it like at least that little section you know other than like other michael mcdonald songs where it's more center focus on him you know now i feel like i should play you a solo see what you think about it oh but it has to be a drum solo <laughs> well if that could lead to the next thing i wanted uh, to talk about oh i don't have anything in mind segue I, I don't have anything in mind so i can't all right but another thing i wanted to talk about um i wanted to talk about um what's his name dave brubeck 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 so I did a little research on him because one thing I wanted to talk to you about today was like how I feel like that was one of the early influences in music in our history that incorporated um, other influences other than like American standard stuff at the time, which was like 1958, I want to say, because he did a uh what do you call it before recording that tune in that album mm-hmm. he got contracted or was chosen by like the u.s state department to do like tours around the world went to japan they had a really yeah. good album in japan that oh was, like, shit i didn't even know that yeah where they mixed like they tried to approaching like traditional japanese music like influence but like with jazz really good stuff i would def- definitely recommend checking it out this one particular song, I can't remember the name, but it's changed so many times throughout the years. Like every time they play it, it's like it's it kind of takes on a new life. It's really cool. Yeah. But the important thing I wanted to point out is that the fact that he did this traveling came back with the knowledge that he learned from all this traveling. Because he, um, I saw the first places he went to was East Germany and Poland for obvious reasons during the time was um, uh, Germany was separate East and West. So they wanted to promote, like America would probably want to promote their capitalist, you know, stuff. But um, he then went and traveled around the Middle East, if I remember. He went to, um, let me see, I'm pretty sure he went to Turkey. 
uh, Afghanistan, uh, India, Sri Lanka, and um, and as you said, some in Japan too. Eventually, right? I don't think it was part of this time when he was traveling for the U.S. government. But with that knowledge, he came back and him and the saxophonist Paul Desmond. Yeah, you can't talk about Brubeck without Desmond. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, they're they're like that is one of the most melodic. Like his phrasing is so. Oh my God, I love Paul Desmond. He's so good. But like he dances over those chords like nothing. Yeah, real good. But we gotta also remember at the time the basic for all music on the radio during like that time was probably like standard time signature stuff four four three four right yeah i mean because that's dance music that's music not, that's I th- popular I, I think you're absolutely right but you also have to remember around this time and before there was a wave of a lot of latin music mixing with popular music uh, jazz music brazilian music bossa nova um latin music a lot of cuban music and so that's one of the like yeah you had mostly like doo-wop and like 4-4 and all that you're abs- absolutely yeah. right but then, but then you had a, a lot of like more Spanish beats, you know. But this is what I'm saying. I'm thinking that this, along at the same time, probably came with that wave with the new, where people were getting bored of that, and they were like, "We need something extra. We need something spicy," you know. I think yeah, the musicians felt like that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah it'll be absolutely. boring playing four four and three four all the fucking time, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's just take a listen to this classic. I mean, this. I think this is like one of like the first songs that like jazz students are exposed to. Yeah, or I try, probably at least try to learn. Yeah, and I mean, I, I was never a formal jazz student, but like as as um, and it was always so hard to play, and I never understood till later. Uh, it's in it's in five, not in four. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how come I can't do it? <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does take a little bit of like knowledge like that. You do need that preset knowledge should be able to at least, you know, get a concept of what this greater piece of music is, right? Yeah. I mean, that's Five the thing eight, right? when you're young, you kind of like re- like require on like almost like instinctual elements of like percussion or I don't know, other forms of playing, I guess, right? But then it takes like a while, like when you gain all your experiences and time and playing with other people, you start like going back to that set of basics going like all right what's like the time for this you know instead of trying to get a feel for it because feel is good yeah feel Feel is very important to music don't underestimate feel right but at the same time it's good to have that knowledge of time music notation and all that to really get a a firm stand on what you want to hear in music right yeah because like as you're building like the concept map in your brain when you start labeling it and like you're able to like see it more 
and understand it more, then you can mani manipulate it better and understand it better. Yeah, it's very important to get that understanding. But all right, let's uh, get back into it a little oh, bit. Solo, so good. But oh, one thing I want to point out, I really like how this song begins with the drums. I feel like it's very appropriate. I, I don't sick know. Sick drummer, sick yeah, drummer. Yeah, sick fucking uh, drummer, man. Best. Like, ugh. I can't tell you, I tried, as you said, like, when you tried following this on on guitar, uh, a while back ago, I, I was, like, seriously into just jazz drumming for a long time, and I tried playing this or covering it, you know, and it was just so fucking difficult, you know? He's just, like, he's so precise. What's the drummer's name? Joe, um... Joe Morello. Joe Morello? Morello? Yeah, Joe Morello. Yeah, and um, he's and just the, so... And the bass is really good, too. Yeah, the bass is awesome. He's solid. It's all, they like... Made, they made a solid team. Yeah, I really like the saxophone, too. Every time the saxophone comes in, it's always... It's not, like, too hard. It's always, like, a nice rise, almost. You know? It's never, like, abrupt or too sudden. It's always, like, the right phrasing for the right moment. All right, let's get back to it. This is different. Is it live? Yep. The solo is different. Yeah. No, I like the live version. Rubik just like ding ding ding. Yeah. He just goes to it. I do want to pause it up soon. Wait, wait, wait. He's about to turn back. And then. Yeah, there he goes. All right, I just want to. Yeah. I want to talk about that little exchange. You mm -hmm. know, that's a little. That's a little mm -hmm. fun thing. I feel like they kept not overtaking each other but at the very end of their like um of their progression they would like slowly overtake and then start taking over a bit and then let him play and then go right back yeah he hit like the certain note and then like brubeck plays a chord that like accentuates that note and and and, and whatever scale he's playing it just sounds good yeah and he's comping i'm really liking how like all this just flows together really well um, that's one thing I keep forgetting when I listen to music is to listen to the like momentum it's trying to p put in me or something or like the movement itself of the music, you know, um, in the sense of like the extreme would be like headbanging for like, you know, like metal and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But like, it's just so smooth how everything is just composed. Everybody is not overtaking anybody else necessarily. They're giving each other time to like shine a bit. You know, of course, you got, like, the percussion, the bass just keeping it down, which is what they're supposed to be doing, right? And, like, accentuate the other players, you know? But um, that little exchange is, to me, like, the epitome of, like, a piano, a pianist and a saxophone player, like, just com complimenting each other. Yep, for sure. All right, I'm going to go back, but 
in the video they all look like school teachers though <laughs> you know when they all wear in suits and ties that was the era everyone they got, like, like wore a suit and tie yeah so crazy you know how like that was like like when you played drums or an instrument you had to come like dressed like you're going to a uniform like a formal party or something like have you seen like the early videos of of the animals yeah yeah and they're yeah. all like suited up yeah and, but the, the music you're playing is like so <laughs> yeah it's so like what the fuck <laughs> but was, no that was the thing man that was their time that if, was their dress sense. if you're gonna be on tv you had to be you had to yeah, look, they look real nice yeah i yeah. wonder what they'll think of today i mean there's still some places that you need to wear like nice clothing i would imagine for oh, yeah but now shows. It's, it's now it's, it's more it's like loose like more like not so uptight and that which is good you know i would imagine playing in a suit playing this stuff especially i'm thinking as a drummer like oh my god this would be so uncomfortable <laughs> and that's just like i mean we'll, okay maybe it's a whole few hours but like imagine like people playing at a club yeah like a whole band playing like the whole night everyone's smoking and stuff just builds up on that heat all right let's continue <laughs> Sounds like it's two two different people playing. I know, right? His left hand is right hand. He's playing a completely different song. I know, right? I wanted to say this is almost like he's playing different styles in like one solo, you know? I feel like he's really trying to experiment with all these like different styles and just like what works, what connects. Yeah, he's not playing your typical jazz piano solo. Yeah, no way, no way. Still great though, still sounds like a part of everything and good. That was nice. He had like the 
sustain pedal really going and then he just like cut it with that low this would be the reaction you know that you wanted wanted I just want to point out something. This is why the older drummer players, I really like their style because they play it like, like very dynamically. You oh know? yeah. Like I um, feel like a wave. At first, he was just like getting in there and then just like building it up and building it up. And he just like let's loose there. I uh, go on YouTube Shorts sometimes. I don't know if you've seen that feature on YouTube. It's like essentially TikTok, but like on YouTube, right? Yeah, Snapchat. But um. I sometimes when I'm like in between work, I'll just like look at it because it's just short enough for me to enjoy something. Right. And I see a lot of like drummer stuff on there. Right. And the thing that I find a lot in it is that they're very flashy in some sense. Right. They need to play like really hard or they need to show off like body movements and stuff like that to like make it visually more pleasing, you know, to make it look more dynamic, which is like, hey, power to them. You know that's their style and everything right yeah but my point is is that it's it's meant to be like instant gratification obviously when you're on a youtube short they have to do something crazy like the most recent thing i saw was like a dude had like a he was in a low lit room with like you know probably like blue lighting or something to infant uh em emphasize emphasize yeah like the lights and he like put like a food coloring liquid on the drums and then started playing at it so Ooh. like it looks really cool no it looked really cool and everything but as like a like something to enjoy like musically to me it was just kind of like eh, it's more of like a show yeah he's trying to get your attention he's trying to get your attention which is totally cool but again this time they're playing with dynamics they're like treating it like like a delicate music piece almost of course near the end he's going hard you know when you hear the drone 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 but he didn't go straight there yeah he didn't go straight there there was a yeah. nice build up to it and yeah. i really like that in drum in drumming stuff and it, he like he, he he like he still had this underlying beat like flow behind it but he was like yeah he still had his swing back, going, going in and coming back going yeah. back no, absolutely he never lost the swing throughout that whole thing like you could still feel it in your like soul you know 
-hmm. And that's like an example of like a really good drum solo, in my opinion, because like he's doing everything he can, what he thinks works with the beat and everything, but it's dynamic each time. And he's adding everything like he's adding the the bells. He's adding the just hitting it lightly and stuff. He's trying to make like um, echoey sound effects by like playing really softly and then really hard when he's like doing the little build up on the drums and stuff. And then near the end, he goes hard. Right. But he never loses the tempo. He never loses that feel. You and know, then he goes right back into. Yeah, just right into that. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, my favorite thing is like the opening and closing of hi-hat in any drum solo, mm. which I feel like is kind of a for almost not, I'm not going to say it's a forgotten art, but like I feel like a lot of drummers don't utilize that as much nowadays. And that's a really powerful thing. Like just opening and closing the hi-hat. Trust me, like it keeps you in time. It keeps it's almost like a second metronome of some kind. So you never lose that beat. Yeah, I noticed John Bonham would do that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's always. Oh, wait, he was like, (laughs) dude, he was like, he was the master of his like feet. You know what I mean? He was like fucking machine. I used to watch the the big video. What was it when they played? um, That the uh, Albert Hall, Royal Albert Hall, Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, I when I watched that uh, drum solo, the DVD. It was like a like it came out as a DVD. Yeah, probably like a DVD. Yeah. I think that was on um, Paige's birth. I, I I watched that DVD so many. T- me and Corey would like after school would just watch that shit. Yeah, just watch that shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I would Get just do it by myself it. on on the drums. Oh, man, you know, it's just such a good. But like, what I wanted to say is that um, after it, his like major triplet stuff, if you remember that. He like starts doing like um he like starts doing hand percussion mm-hmm. and he has the hi hat. And I always made a joke where it's like he's not really playing that with his foot. He's playing it with his mind because he would just stare at the hi-hat at that moment. And it's like, you know, doing what he wants. And I'm like, John Bonham is so intense that the hi-hat's playing itself out of fear of him. <laughs> you know, just like just the look he gave the hi-hat. I remember at the start of the I think like like going into it, like he breaks the stick at the, at the beginning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he has to get another one. That guy hit as hard as you could good. Get. So you told me there was a cover to this song that you want to listen yes. to? Yes. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much the end of this, right? Yeah. And again, the great thing about this song is that, one, it's in a unique time signature. So they, like, experimented with that, you know? Yeah, like, when most people talk about, like, 5-8, um, you think... Um, James Bond, dun, 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 and that's, that's in five eight. I believe so. Whoa! If I'm not mistaken, I get, you learn something five. new every day. Yeah, didn't know that. But this is obviously a song that. Yeah. All right, are you you good to go to go to the next one? You ready? All right. So this is a cover. This is a what's that name? Tito. Uh, Tito Puente. Yeah, Tito Puente. Tito Puente. Puente means bridge. Ah, bridge. Oh, interesting. He's a bridge to a new life. I did a little research and I read he was kind of like the Dave Brubeck of like... He's a master. Like, American music and stuff. Well, he was, yeah, like, exactly. Like, like he took like the Cuban jazz orchestra music and brought it into like the mainstream for America. Yeah. But listen to how, like, dynamic it just became, this part. Yeah.
Ooh, gonna pause I like it. That. It went. Din, din, din. You see how much <laughs> of a difference it makes when you just get one. But they other have, composer. But they have stuff. a whole horn section. Yeah, they like, got a whole horn section. Of course, they're gonna, so you know, good. they're gonna make it even better, right? Well, not even better, but really good, I guess. Not, not like one's better than the other, but. I mean, I, I don't think he was. I think he was Puerto Rican, if I'm not mistaken. Puerto Rican. I thought he was like born in New York or something. Well, I mean, his his background. Yeah, he he. You're right. He was born in New York. Yeah. But his family, that 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 Puerto Rican, yeah. Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican. Okay. Yeah. Spanish Harlem. So that's the coolest thing is that like um just like how much of a difference it makes like even like the progression of like the piano, you know? Like that's what I like about uh South American music is that like it just adds like festive imagery in me, you know? I mean, when it's supposed to be festive, you know? I got gotcha. you. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember a particular song I want to listen to. I think Tito put it. Uh, Tito Puente wrote it. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh my god, long Spanish word. I can't remember it. But um, let's keep listening to the song. Yeah, let's keep going. you moving though it does yeah that's what i'm saying it just like i like how they like change it up while like dane dubrick is like smooth and of course jazzy you know well this one's more like you gotta dance to it essentially you know well i mean the rhythm section is like you have like one cat on the timbales one cat on the on the freaking on the on the congas um on the bongos yeah no it they're adding like so many like flavors to it they're adding so many layers to it, you know? While, like, one is kind of like... Kind of like the basic setup, almost. Not basic, but, like, you know, the standard setup. Piano, uh, saxophonist, drums, and bass, right? And again, this is this has more in- instruments and everything. But, like, even then, they're still using, like, the same melody oh, yeah. and stuff. And it just, it just sounds completely... Not different, but, like, unique. It sounds flavorful. It yeah, sounds it's, it's, like it's, it's a different approach. Absolutely. It's a different approach, yeah. And that's what I'm liking, like because Dave Dubrek approached this song along with the along with Paul Desmond, I would imagine, like 
with their experience coming from like traveling and stuff, writing this new music with the new time signature, right? Well, Tito Puente does like essentially the same thing, you know what I mean? With his music and it's cool how it's like it gets passed around, like how music gets passed around, you know? And it's not like one is superior than the other one. It's like they just add different takes to it or different context to it. Yeah, uh, one one who did that a lot was uh who really popularized it was Dizzy Gillespie. Dizzy Gillespie? And he did a lot with um with just um with with a, a, a lot of like Puerto Rican or, or or Cuban artists but also Brazilian artists. Yeah. Antonio Carlos Hobim and um with the other guy I can't remember his name. But the one, yeah, it's really good stuff. <laughs> no, yeah, obviously. There is a bridge the 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 bridge part i i will pause like right after this one part so i'll let it keep going just want to talk about i'm, I'm gonna rewind it too so you can hear ba, 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 it my ba, ba. favorite part was the piano how it connects ding, it continues ding, the bridge ding, right ding, it adds ding, like ding, ding, ding. yeah like another phrase or another um measure to it like to the bridge right and i like how he connected it right because like he all he does i think is just keeps hitting one note the d d d right you're going ding do ding 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 but look, I'll, I'll so like I'll point it out this time. Right here. Dee, dee, dee. It's very simple. Yeah. But I like that. Like I'm gonna pause it again. My favorite thing in music is not like. I like solos. I like drum solos. I like bass solos. But what I really like is when they just do a little something different. Just a little bit something. Continuity. Yeah. <laughs> just a tiny bit of like a change. Something like that. Just connecting a bridge by adding like just one note. That's the stuff I really like in music. Because I feel I could hear that way, like way. I, I think that as a hearing thing is way more interesting a little bit more interesting than a solo. Well, like, I think because I, I, he he's going down fourths. I, I think he like reached the octave and he was already so low that 
you're not going to be able to hear him as well as he was when he in the higher registers. Yeah. So uh, instead of playing this note low down here, he just went back up here. He just did the reverse, but just like on a different. Yeah, like instead like of playing, because note, he's, I guess. he's going down this way, and then instead of playing, he went. Yeah, he just stayed there. He was just like, dee, 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 yeah. dee, dee, right? Yeah, because if he's playing too low, then you're not going to be able to hear it yeah, well in the mix. Exactly. Like, and if he, he went his, back his spot. to like the original setup, if he just immediately went back to the beginning of that measure, it, wouldn't have it good. just would have sounded weird with the solo, right? Exactly, yeah. And that's what I really like in music because it's little things like that that mm-hmm. make the bigger contextual They're paying attention stuff. to each other. Yeah. Like, like, they're not trying to... You know like stand over each other they're trying to like help each other exactly and that's the important thing that i really I got like you, I got you, yeah i got, I got, I got you. you it's yeah. like you're no, no, throwing no. like a lifeline you're <laughs> like here <laughs> grab <Boost>. hold <laughs> yeah but no yeah. i just that little connection right there is like my favorite part of that whole song that's why it's difficult when you're playing with people and it's like what the f- are you playing oh dude? yeah oh <laughs> we got a friend who like uh, plays around with uh, his like effects on guitar let's, let's not let's not <laughs> anyway so yeah. yes all right let's go oh flute oh no it's, oh, no, trumpet. it's, it's, trumpet. it's, the same it's trumpet. like a no trumpet yeah trumpet like fucking ride action it's so good you keep going at it like yep. you can still do it you know at that point you just learn how to conserve your energy and like you really know how to like accentuate what you want i mean honestly like the, like, the musicians who don't get drugged out all the time end up old like this yeah playing old because if you're like constantly drinking and doing drugs like you're not gonna have the energy for this nah no As way you get older forget about it you gotta stay healthy yeah, you're just like, ah. Right. <laughs> I'm done now. I want another drink. <laughs> I need more alcohol.
I forgot he was on um, The Simpsons. He was one of the many oh. guests of The Simpsons on the Who Shot Mr. Burns episode. Oh, whoa. That's right? pretty cool. Maggie. Sorry for the spoilers, folks. Wow, that's like a big episode, too. That's an old episode. Yeah, that's an old one, but that was a pretty big one. Oh. They went super high there. Yeah. It's Love that part. But they went. Yeah. Instead of. They went. Yeah. At the end, it's cool. Yeah, no, I, I think they like those like high notes, you know? And it's it's also the end. It's also like the reprise. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. They're just like taking the same theme, but let's just change it up a little bit. I, again, that's like, again, like a cover of another song, but look how dynamic it could be, right? Like how much it could change with just adding music, like adding certain instruments, taking away certain instruments, or like substituting it not with like a drum set, but like other forms of percussion to make up. But it all sounds very good. <laughs> just to keep on the same theme that you're saying, how like like Brubeck and them were influenced a lot by like different kind of music. Um, one of my favorite Brubeck songs was Blue Rondo a la Turk. He, where he takes Mozart's Rondo a la Turk and, you know, makes it blue, like jazzes it up and completely different time signature makes it sound super crazy, but it it goes between the, um, I think it's like one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And like somehow they keep that beat going and then they go into four, four, two, and then back to do, 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 do. such a good freaking song. I, I'm I pretty I'm pretty sure I heard it before. Play it's just, just been a long just, time. Just to get the fields. How about we save this actually? Let's save it. It's like a 15, 16 beat. It's 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 some like um some I think it might be a, a Turkish a Turkish beat or something, but it's like let's some crazy it, fifth sixteen. Let's save it for another another check. Yeah, yeah, we're already hitting like 45 minutes. Yeah, we're already hitting that. So This was supposed to be a short episode. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to record two episodes tonight, but we will catch you guys later. Bye-bye. Stay safe. Stay safe. Fuck that. I'm fucking fuck up anyone I meet. <laughs>